It's time for Horrenda's Agenda, Bill's reflections on sports and life. And Horrenda's Agenda is back. Joined by Thomas Parker. The Mets are rolling. They're incendiary. T, you're always on fire. What has changed with this club? <laughs> what has changed? Pitching. Pitching and defense. And hitting a lot of home runs. So that's what happens. You get those three things and you win a lot of games. So, so far, so good in the second half. And T, listen, this team has the best record in baseball since the All-Star break. Uh, entering tonight, yes. thirty and twenty at home. Uh, they had the seven-game yes. winning streak. Now thirteen of fifteen. They've won five straight. What was yes. your impression of what didn't occur at the trade deadline, and how did you feel about Brody and the job he did at that juncture? Well, I just believe that they believed in the guys in the clubhouse, and you know they believed in their pitching, and they just thought they would, they had a hot streak coming. You know they were due for some hot streaks. And they got it, and he stuck with what he had, and he didn't want to give any of his players away for nothing. You know, just prospects. So he kept Wheeler, and he kept Syndergaard, and he kept the only guy he did trade away was Vargas, and he added. He went out and added Strowman to the rotation. It's really solid, so that's what he did. Hey, some of the best moves. I would have done. Yeah, I agree, T. Some of the best moves <laughs> in life are the ones you never make. <laughs> true. I know, I, know your, true. I know your expression <laughs> You know, better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all, which there's a case for that too. But I guess there's a time and place for everything. Uh, T, let me ask you about injuries. Cano being the recent, does that get, is that a concern? I mean, obviously it's a concern, but do you think this team has enough to overcome them? Well, I don't know, time will tell with that. But, you know, they just need guys to step up. They they don't really have a lot down in the minor league system to replace a Cano. So they went out and, you know, added Gomore. Guys like that are going to have to pick up the slack. But there's not much really to go down and get down there as infielders. So, you know, they're just going to have to suck it up and, you know, get some contributions from, from elsewhere. And that definitely hurts them. You know, left-handed hitter. And you got Nemo who's been out for over two months also as a left-handed hitter. And, you know, the other guy hasn't played one game yet, Jed Lowry, that nobody talks about. So they're a little thin, you know, with left-handed hitting right now. So. Right. I love, I love Lowry, too. He was good with Oakland, and uh, he's got some yeah. good pop. I like that acquisition. But Yeah, uh, he gave him a two-year, two-year contract, and uh, he hasn't played one game. He, he didn't even play a minor league game. He, he played one, <laughs> I mean, one uh, exhibition game, I should say. He didn't play even in the exhibition season he was hurt. He had the knee, then he had the, you know, the calf, and you know, now the hamstring, and then the calf, and he's been out the whole season. That hurt him a little bit. Now, but, t- we're winning, so you can't talk about injuries, though. Right. No, right no, now, I, I, know, I, 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 I know I got to point these out to you. I got to I got to get from you your vibe because, you know, obviously. Well, every team has injuries. We've been we've been fortunate with our pitching staff. We haven't had any real injuries to the pitching staff. So they've been lucky that way. They've been healthy with that. Now, now Tom, Ooh. entering tonight, this team had 49 games remaining, 31 of them at home. They're now 31 yes. and 21 at home. Yes, uh, yes correct. So how do you They got a lot of home games coming. I think that's important. How do you feel team. about that? I said this all along. I was telling people that they had a lot of home games, you know, plus 15 after this last road trip at home. So, like you said, they played well at home. you got to beat up on the bad teams like the Marlins and the Padres and the White Sox, which they have done in, in this stretch. So, you know, that's what you got to do. 
Now, Tom, you're not yeah. with the Mets in an official capacity, but we saw in the in the <laughs> you should no. be you should be on the payroll. But we saw in the Bronx, John Sterling history come to an end. Have you missed the? When was the last time you missed a Mets game? Well, when I was up in Saratoga last year, I have to admit I did not watch uh, one of those games because they didn't have them on up there. So I did not watch them. No. <laughs> I, I can't lie to you. I didn't miss a game when I was up in Saratoga last, last summer. And, T, and T, like, for example, Mickey Callaway said probably a couple weeks ago, I was happened to be listening that day, I try to listen frequently, yeah. that it would take a yeah. miracle – for the Mets to get back in this, which they clearly are, entering tonight two and a half games out of the second wild card spot. I, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Were you ever yeah. close to pulling the trigger on Mickey and making a change? No. I, I always try to keep a guy a season. You know, full, I don't like to find guys, you know, unless it's really, really bad, where he loses the clubhouse. And I don't think he was in that position to lose the clubhouse yet. If a guy loses a clubhouse or the locker room or whatever you want to call it, then you can pull the trigger. But I don't think he was in that situation, so I wouldn't have pulled the trigger. Now, I happen to like Mickey. He's very positive. You know, he makes some strange moves at times, but other than that, I think he's done a decent job. He's not a great job, but he's done okay. Yeah, and I'll tell you, we got about a third of the season to go, uh, so there's a lot of baseball left. But does this remind you at all – of 2015 or 1973, that yeah, type of well, time. I mean, 69 really. was really before our yeah, time, kind really. of. Well, people forget in 1969, that's won 100 games. I was not I was only five years old. I don't remember that, but they won 100 games that year. You know, they were a legitimate team. They had great pitching. No, I don't think it reminds me of the 15. 15, they made a lot of trades at the deadline, and they picked up Cespedes and, you know, guys like that, you know. Everybody that came in did a good job for, you know, a rebay and, you know, the, the left-handed Kelly Johnson came in and hit some big home runs. So, you know, everything clicked at, at that time. But I, don't, you know, I don't think it really reminds me of either one of those two seasons to answer your question. Okay. Let's wrap it up on the Mets team. Will they make the playoffs? Oh, what do you want me to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, of course, yes. <laughs> Who is your favorite current Met, Tom? Uh, current Mets? Uh, I don't really have a lot of favorite Mets. You know, my favorite Met of all time was Adolio Alfonso, who I love. I thought he was a clutch hitter. But right now, I don't really have a favorite Met. I like Ligaris a lot, and he hasn't hit at all. So. But I, I like Ligaris a lot because he hustles and I like the kick. Uh, I'd probably say Juan Ligaris. I like him a lot. Yeah. Excellent. He's Excellent. not really a big Okay. Right, right. Okay, T. Let, let's yeah. switch gears now. And let's talk about your Boston Celtics. <laughs> what are your thoughts yeah. on the offseason, T, with, of course, the departure of Kyrie Irving and Al Horford yeah. and the uh, yeah. addition of Kemba Walker? What, what's your take on the Celts? Well, I just think Kyrie just wasn't a fit there. It wasn't working. So for some reason, I don't know, he said all the right things, but something was, was wrong there. in the locker room. I don't know what it was, but it just didn't work out. I think getting rid of him, you know, and they pick up Kemba Walker, who I know you love. I know Kemba Walker is one of your favorite players. I know you're a big fan of him. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, would, I think that might be a wash there. I think Kyrie's a better player, but I think, you know, and I hope it's a big loss. You know, hope it's a veteran presence, you know, plays, you know, multiple positions. You know, he could play, you know, he's very good at the, on the high post and passing the ball, shooting the three. I, you know, it's a big loss for him. And I think they got enough young players to step up and, and help help. So I think we'll be fine. 
Yeah, and if yeah, Haywood return, if Haywood returns to his form, to, yeah. which he did late yeah. in the season, uh, yeah. you know, obviously they got great depth with Marcus Smart, yeah. and Jalen Brown, yeah. uh, and Tatum as well. Uh, but yeah. you're right, defensively, you know, you got to yeah. think that a lot of people are going to go at Cantor a lot in pick and roll scenarios and try to exploit yeah. his him defensively. Yeah, yeah, that's his weakest part of his game is uh, his defense. But he's a he's a good rebounder, which they needed. They didn't have a really a great rebounding team, so I think it'll help him in that in that category. But no. I think Jalen Brown's going to take a big step up. I think Jalen Brown is the guy that nobody's really talking about. I think he's really going really going to emerge this year. So we'll see what happens. You know? Yeah, and of course, Tom, I told you I'm very sanguine on Carson Edwards. Now, you're going to remember yeah, some other players I liked coming out of college, but I really like Carson Edwards a lot. Yeah, well, he played very well in the summer league, if that means anything. You know, summer league sometimes really doesn't mean much, but he did, didn't look good in the summer league. He scored some, some really well in that league. So, and definitely, you can definitely uh, score the ball, that's for sure. So, we'll see. Right. And, and now, Tom, I, I, I'm going to have a difficult time – deciding whose game is more similar to yours, Kemba Walker or Kyrie Irving. I mean, every time UB Brown says Kyrie Irving is the best finisher in our league, I, I just go to you and your game. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, nobody was watching, Bill. That was the problem. I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> But they didn't see, pay me back then. But see, how about the UPS guy? You tell me, you held, you opened the door for the UPS guy in the neighborhood, and he goes, I know you, you can shoot it. No, he didn't say that. He said, I, said, I know who you are. I said, oh, I, I, I didn't know the guy. He was just, just, just on the street. He said, you're the guy that shoots up in the courts. You never miss me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I said to him? I said, yeah, nobody's guarding me. I can always shoot when nobody's on I know it's my linebacker. I love it. I love it. And T, I love the way you clarified that to get the quote verbatim. I was just paraphrasing it, but you got it. And, and of well, course, no, we speak the truth, though. We speak the truth. Right. I'm just saying, that's what they're gonna, they don't want to lie to anybody. Exactly. And Tom, listen, before we leave Hoop, I told yes. you, remember this? You remember me texting you? It was either in January, early February. I said, Greg's yes. team, I said, this team is yes, going to the yeah, tournament. Remember, well, you did tell me, that, and they were struggling at that point. You told me they were going to they were going to make the tournament. You were 100% right. Now, you, what know the game. <laughs> you know the game. <laughs> and, T, now what do you think about Greg's performance at FDU, the extension, two tournaments in the last four seasons? You can't, you, you're not oh. surprised by this, right? No, absolutely not. I know Greg's a tremendous coach and a great motivator of young young men. You know, not because he's your brother and my friend, just a great motivator and a, a very, very good basketball coach. I'm not surprised at all. Now, Tom, yeah. listen, the current Treasury sec- Secretary is Jerome Powell, and now he moves yeah. markets. Did you have anything to do with Greg and this extension and FDU's <laughs> ability to lock him up? Because I know you move markets as well. Yeah, okay. No, I didn't have anything to do with it. Not, I didn't get the check in the mail. Like, Greg didn't send it to me, so I didn't get it. <laughs> I don't have nothing to do with that extension. You know? See, I, I, Tom, I got to ask you this, because yes. your reputation preceded you. Uh, this is not a recent phenomenon. I'm working on a book. I'm about two-thirds through writing it. And yeah, the, the first mention of you to me ever... I was 
in kindergarten, and ironically, I was right across the street from, from where you lived. And well, I maybe can't... Maybe you remember this when you were in kindergarten. I gotta give you a lot of credit. Yeah, I, I don't remember what I had for lunch, but this is like, I can't forget it. And the only thing yeah. I, that really bugs me, Tom, is that I can't remember who the kid was. But he said to me, he said, have you met Parker yet? He's cool, he said. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I said, no, but I gotta meet him. And then it was like days... And then we yeah. met. So, listen, you, you, you know, your your modesty, your modesty is we're still talking. Your modesty is is uh, is is very uh, one of your better qualities, Tom. But have you ever thought about starting your own Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter? Because people, whenever your name pops up, people they they react to. You. Yeah, no, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, I'm 54 years old. I don't think I'm going on Facebook anytime soon. No, that would be a no, though. That would be a no. Okay, no problem. And see, I remember John Bott mentioned Pacing Donut on Facebook yeah. when your name came up, and I had totally forgotten about that. But yeah. th- that was one one of your calls, right? One of your horses back in the day. Wow, that was a long, long time ago. I saw John Bott, many, not, I don't remember how many years ago, in Hashways, a long, it was a while back, and it's the last time I saw him. And he mentioned Pacing Donna, believe it or not, when I did say Now, that was a winner you yeah. gave his mom, right? And he said... Yes, yes. He I said, wrote in, his, uh, in the book or something? The yearbook. The yearbook. The Horace yes. Mann yearbook. He said you wrote two, wor- two words in the yearbook. Yeah. Pacing well, Donna. that might have been the only winner I gave out that month. You know, maybe that's why I remember... <laughs> <laughs> the modesty. <laughs> there you go. Tom, Tom what, is your, what is your take on the state of horse racing right now? Well, it's in a little bit of trouble, especially out where you live in California. They want to close tracks down with all the breakdowns and all, you know, at Santa Anita and, you know, Delmar's running right now. They haven't had any issues with it. So, I, you know, it's just in a rough, rough time right now with, with all those horses that, you know, broke down and training and on the racetrack. So it's never a good look. I tell you, you're headed to Saratoga soon, right? That's an annual trek for you, right? Yes, yes. I will be going up when I go back, come back to Florida. Because right now I'm in Florida, so I'll be going back uh, when I go back the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of August. Nice. So any, 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 we'll be up there. any particular horses that you like up there? Well, I don't know. I don't know who's running yet. They, you know, the entries don't come out to the, the week, you know, a couple of days before I go up. So right now I don't know. I live in the big race. I do like Tacticus and the Travis. Uh, the day after I leave, uh, Saturday, the 24th is a big race up there. But I always, we always leave before that race because there's too, too many people up there. So we, get, we get out of there before. <laughs> See, you're like Yogi Berra. No one goes there anymore. It's too crowded. <laughs> well, on that day, I don't want to be near there. There's too many people up there. So we leave on Friday. The race is on Saturday. But give the, uh, the fans out there tacticus in the Travis. That is the horse I do like. And he will be in that race, so. Nice. Keep an eye out. Nice. Keep an eye out. Even I'm learning about kind of your elusive nature. I was back home. Uh, Granted, it was a spontaneous trip, but uh, Peter Dorito, we got together for a nice cup of coffee. I I wish I had more time, but you you were down (laughs) down in Florida. You got got family uh, business down there, right? Yeah, that's why my my sister, myself, and Bubba drove down from Jersey, and Bubba bought a restaurant in September, who's my nephew. We bought a breakfast lunch place down here called Annie's in Cape Coral. So they remodeled the whole place, and uh, he's opening, actually. The re-grand opening is tomorrow. So. Oh, nice. The place looks great. The place looks great. 
I saw the so picture. Mary Ellen texts me. Mary Ellen texts me and your wife, Mary Ellen, a very good woman. She texts me, and uh, I didn't get back to her, but I wanted to uh, talk to her later. I'll tell her how the place looks. It looks tremendous. So they did a great job. It'll be opening tomorrow. That is excellent. And T, your punctilious nature at Bubba's on the boardwalk at Seaside, I remember yes. you had a, a, a cup of, of a soda and you looked at us and you said, uh, Mary Ellen and myself and Bridget Claire and Devin, and you said, I go easy on the overhead. No lid, no straw. Yeah, never. <laughs> but that's not only on Bubba's overhead. I don't use a lid or a straw on any of my drinks. That's just the way I have it. You're, you're environmentally friendly, T. <laughs> Before I knew about this stuff, I was drinking without a straw. So I guess I would fit good out there in California by you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're ahead of your time. You're ahead. Hey, Tom, let me ask you this. We've had family and friends who've gotten trouble, you know, in, in gambling. Are you surprised now that it's legal in New Jersey and, and elsewhere? A little, a little bit, I guess. You know, but everybody wants the money. You know, there's so much money involved. You know, they're not going to, you know, pass that up. So we're tired of everybody else making the money, so they wanted to make it legal. So I, I'm a little surprised, but not totally surprised. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and, and T, how about your trash-talking ability, just going back to the schoolyards for a little bit? Do you, like, even remember? That's another thing that uh, people on Facebook uh, will share. You were, like, the king oh. of trash talk before yeah, you know, any of these guys. Yeah, a little bit. But, yeah, just, just friends, you know, just kidding around. It wasn't anything major. You know, I didn't do it to people. You know, I did it to people I know, so. Wasn't a big deal. Just a little hello and goodbye as you drove by someone. <laughs> it's only good fun, though. Uh, we had a lot of fun. That, we had a lot of fun back then. That is for sure, Tom. That is absolutely for sure. So, Tom, I'll leave you with this question. Is golf a sport? You, we used to debate this back in the day, but has your, has your feelings changed on golf at all? No. <laughs> really? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> well, it's a hard, it's a hard game, but I don't consider it a sport because when an eighty-year-old guy can play a game, I don't make it a sport. It's just you know, you're making money on it. You know, right. You're playing with seniors and eighty years old and making hundreds of thousands of dollars. To me, that's not a sport. That's my opinion on it. I might be wrong, but I'm going to stick with it. No, good for you. No, no, there, there you go. I just thought with the conditioning and the nutrition and the technology well, that maybe maybe you, you've, been, you've been swayed over the years, but evidently not. That's that's fine. No, I have nothing swayed. I'll stick to it. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, Thomas, listen, it's been great catching up. I, I, I thank you for joining me tonight. A couple of years ago, we uh, – we, uh, convened on the radio which was was great fun and i know a lot of people are always asking me about you and uh i know they'll appreciate that long ago, a couple of years ago maybe is that long wow, I, I, I think so yeah, Tom. I mean, time yeah, okay. time flies when you're having fun i think it was a couple of years ago but uh okay. so that that, that tells me working. that tells me it's been too long yes always too long too long right, my man. without a doubt all right tom Thanks. if you're in cape uh coral florida get to annie's yeah. and uh annie's. Breakfast and lunch, you just extended the hours to 4 o'clock in Cape Coral, Florida. But, excellent. Right on Cape Coral Parkway. Excellent. All right? Excellent. All right, Thomas. And soon, tell well, about Thanks tell, for having me. Of, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, and uh, have a good evening. Of course, Tom. Thank you give the family our best. Sounds good. Thanks, Tom. I will. Thank All you. All right, take care. Thanks. Take care,
And there you go, Thomas Parker, neighborhood legend. We discussed, of course, the New York Mets, hoops, home, horses, and Annie's Restaurant, owned by his nephew Bubba in Cape Coral, Florida. If you're in the neighborhood, drop by. See you next time on Horrendous Agenda. You can follow Bill on Twitter at Bill Horrenda.